I'm going to... Uh, there was a lot of resonance, I felt, really, with what Peter was saying about where they are in Oxford and what they're kind of trying to do. And um, what I want to kind of demo is sort of the Cambridge version of Ox items in a way. I haven't really seen the back end for Ox items, but you know, it may well be very similar. And I think we're all kind of working on similar things. Um, so I'm going to show you a few things. And maybe they're all obvious to you. Maybe I'm sort of blatantly restating the obvious. And may maybe not. So we shall see how that goes. Um, so um, when we started kind of thinking about those things, that was about 2003, about five years ago, and kind of, you know, Berkeley had kind of come out with the webcast thing, and MIT World was going, Princeton University Channel, and kind of thinking, well, this is going to kind of take off sooner or later, so what, what do we do? How do we kind of get ourselves ready for that? And at that time, there just wasn't a way in which all the media from Cambridge was going to be in one place. That just wasn't on the agenda. There were lots of different video servers that were kind of appearing and disappearing, and there just wasn't a way in which all the data was going to be in the same place. So one of the things we thought is, well, if we can't keep all the data in the same place, maybe we can keep the metadata in the same place. And why would people do that? So it's a neat idea. How do you get people to do that? So you only get people to do that if you can incentivize people to actually keep the metadata in one place. And I hope to sort of convince you as kind of possible. So the talk is going to be kind of a little bit technical, um, and I hope that sort of works for you, and I'm around for discussion later if that doesn't work for you. Um, basically, the way the system works is there's some kind of stream information that comes from a server. A server tells us these kind of video files sit in our server, and we can send them via HTTP or RTSP or whatever. And then that gets pulled into a kind of a back-end database that then, kind of very loosely speaking, produces RSS feeds. Okay? And all the kind of interesting stuff kind of happens in the back end where users can come in and say, well, these video streams on that server, they're mine, and they belong conceptually to this lecture or to this promotional item that I'm putting together. And so users can go into this back end and do stuff with their video streams. So I'll say just, just kind of a quick, the, the managing kind of individual media items kind of you know, isn't that exciting. I think we've kind of built in the kind of obvious the obvious things. So there's kind of full metadata, more metadata than you could shake a stick at, including all the fields needed for Dublin Core. It's kind of arbitrary ways in which you can classify your data using the latest iTunes U categories that have come out. We've, we've built in the GCSE 21st Century Science curriculum, if that means anything to any of you. Um, there's the possibility of putting in chapter marks, possibility of putting in transcripts, um, you can put in extra data, images, release forms, lecture notes, slide, slides, and there's kind of multi-format support. It will pick up streams kind of agnostically of, um, of what they are, whether they're MPEG-4 or Flash or, you know, what have you. So that's just on a kind of an individual item. That's how you would manage kind of an individual media item, if that makes sense. Your individual lecture, you add the title, you add the slides, you add the release forms, and that kind of stands on its own as a media item. So the next question is, how do I deploy that media item in these kinds of different channels that I may want to, pop, may want to populate? Right, that, either that's really obvious to everybody or... Um, so this is, kind of, this is kind of looking at the whole thing from a kind of services point of view. So there's still the stream information as the back end, but now I've kind of added a few channels, and I'm going to look at those kind of in a bit more detail just to to say the kinds of things that we've put in. Well, there's obviously an RSS feed, so you can get a plain text RSS feed of your stuff. It's not linked to any of the media, but you know, it gives you the descriptions and the titles. And then there's, of course, a podcast RSS, iTunes 
feed that you can plug into the iTunes store into the normal podcast section and it will populate that normal podcast section with your podcast. Right? iTunes our podcast RSS is very similar, but that's also kind of built in. We can also do that. And then there's a, a kind of a mechanism for working with YouTube. And I'll say it a little bit further. We haven't gotten very far with that, but we can retrieve data from YouTube. There isn't a push into YouTube yet because it's a bit more complicated than the other things, but it's something that's kind of there. Um, then we produce media RSS. I'm a great fan of media RSS. We produce a media RSS output, and we have a SimplePy PHP parser that can pull that media RSS in and unwrap it on your server and create a little mi uh, video mini site. So if you're, well, I'll show you later how that works. We also have a PHP plugin for the Joomla content management system. So you can pull all your data via the media RSS feed into Joomla, and it sits there, and you can refer to titles and video items within your content management system. We also do kind of other playlists, and we plug into JW Media Player and this kind of Cam TV portal that we've got. So that's kind of conceptually what it does. And this is what the back end looks like. So I'll, I'll sort of talk through how that works. So at the top, just, just ignore the stuff that hasn't got a big red box around it. <laughs> There's other stuff going on. I mean, it's a bit pushed for time. Um, but so that's all the kind of channels, if you like, that are at the top. And I'm going to look at the first channel, which is the kind of media player channel, which is effectively a website. And so down here, you've just got this set of folders. And all the media items that you've pulled together, they now sit in these folders, which supply a structure for that whole collection of, you know, about 2,000 media items. And this is what the website looks like. And I should have just said so. This I'll just flick back. Um, that was just the admissions. So this is some of the admissions stuff that sits here, and you could go and edit all those items. But that's you know the admissions 2008 collection. So I now flick to the website, and you know admissions is a popular thing. So here's a couple of those items on the website in our kind of popular video, and you could go in and watch them and download and subscribe to the podcasts. So then here is another cut of that same data. Right? This time, it's the Cam TV channel, the Cam TV media player. Right? And again, here's a set of categories, same media items, but in different kind of categories. And here's the Cam TV player, with all those categories down the left and all the items that sit in those categories as a playlist on the right. Um, Here's the alumni website. Here's a few categories on the alumni website. The alumni office can draw on any of the, you know, subject to getting all the permissions and asking nicely whether they can, but technically they can pull in any media item that sits in the database and give it a category as part of the alumni website. So they can say, this piece of media that was shot by XY department is relevant for our alumni and we think it fits in here. So here, no surprises, is the alumni website with a few media items. And you can do all this stuff. You can watch and subscribe and, and, and comment on this without ever leaving the alumni website. So YouTube. With YouTube, we haven't got the, the push, the media push yet. But you can pull information from YouTube. And I sort of said at the beginning that we were in a situation where they're just, the media just wasn't ever going to be on the same server. From five years ago, it looked as if that might be achievable, though. Maybe at some point in the future, all the media would sit on the same server. Well, actually, we've got some academics who just put stuff onto YouTube. We don't even have the copy in, 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 in any kind of other version. Right? So we, we can pull in that data from YouTube 
and again put it into our database and display it in the context of our website, display it in the context of the different players that support Flash. Um, but we can also um, make this kind of collection. Here's the kind of YouTube representation of it. Just a few media items. We're not using that very widely, but you know, the same kind of stuff. Um, I've glossed over, if you follow the little tabs at the top, I glossed over the iTunes U one, so I'm now coming back to that one. And so, you know, no surprise, the same story again. Here's a different kind of categorization, which now has a few more levels because of the, the way everything's set up in iTunes. And here's a, a demo site without any branding, but it's the same stuff on there. And I'll just um, show you how kind of closely it corresponds. I've put a few colors on here. So there's science and science live, lecture cars, Darwin correspondence. And I sort of flick onto my back-end view, did you kind of try to sort of line those two up? But here's the same, it's the same database with a different view now with the media items dropped and just the categories showing. And I can go in and actually, and this is all kind of beta stuff, I'll say a bit about that later, but I can now just go in and use this web interface to asynchronously add divisions, sections, courses to my iTunes U site. And if I Click submit here, change the name. The back end will communicate with iTunes U and update the name or add the section or add the course or remove the course correspondingly. Um, here's another thing. This is a, the alumni listing from the iTunes store. But you, know, you, put your iTunes, you put your RSS feed into the iTunes store and if you've already got your feed in there, it takes a little while to kind of update. And you know, if you're if you're just kind of managing this from a departmental perspective, has it just kind of picked up the media item? Did it really go into the iTunes store? Well, we've kind of built this into it, which is like a little iTunes preview. So it actually takes the RSS feed generated by the system, it passes it back in through, a, through the SimplePy library, and creates a layout that's similar to what it would look like on iTunes. So have I just put the right image on? What would it look like? Well, here's a sort of you know, a mock that's automatically generated by the system. Um, and so then this kind of begs the question, um, what else can you kind of do with federation? How, you know, once you're producing all these kinds of feeds, how does the federation aspect of it work? And so you've got one of this, these systems kind of flying about producing media RSS, and you've got another one, and you know, the conclusion is trivial and blindingly obvious. You just mash them all up, maybe add a few more categories, and then you've got another feed that generates a syndicated site for you. And we've actually kind of sort of half tempted to do a little mock-up for this, for this meeting um, of that, but uh, I didn't quite have time, so I'll just show you one that we did earlier, which is the Science Live site, where we've worked with a number of different people and pulled in media from a number of different sources and sort of created this thematic site on popular science video that sort of showcases some stuff from Cambridge and some stuff from student groups and some stuff from other people. Um, so, this is the kind of, and I, I was sort of debating whether to put the slide at the beginning or whether to put the slide at the end. Um, all the stuff that we've got is like, well, it's kind of alpha or beta type stuff. We've kind of got working demonstrators of this, if you like, some of which we're actually using, but it's really just working demonstrators. And we're very happy to share the code, but at the same time, you know, perhaps similar to some of your systems, the code's a bit messy, it needs kind of going through and kind of fixing. And that's really, for me, where kind of OpenCast comes in, because it's, it's an opportunity to look at those kinds of technologies. And I think we all 
I think we all kind of want to do the same thing, and I think there's a real opportunity here to take those things and, you know, split it out between different people and try and kind of combine these systems and sort of make it easier for all of us.